if we have constant anxiety or constant fear, um, we can just begin to observe it. Don't judge it. Don't say we're bad. Just observe how we are reacting to things in our lives. Welcome back to another episode of Clarity Cafe. I'm Callie and I'm here with Barb today. Today we're going to sit down and pick up the thread of our last conversation about staying human and present, which was Michael Franti's concept. Great album, by the way, if you haven't checked that out. And today we're going to talk about where we put our attention mentally and what that impact is of placing our attention somewhere in our lives on a regular basis. And the funny thing about this topic is we may not even be aware of or conscious of where we're putting our attention because often it just becomes automatic. But the thing is, is that our mindset creates our entire experience. So through practicing an open and resilient mindset, we can change our daily experiences. And the converse is true. So if we allow our fears and our worries to become repetitive and define our daily experiences, then that's the experience we have and that continues to grow. So often in life, it's not about making big drastic changes. I mean, that does happen, but really the the beauty in our life experience can come with making a mental practice and being mindful of what we're feeding. What are we giving our attention? Yes. And there's a wonderful story, Callie, that uh, I think both of us have read several times and probably many of our listeners have seen it. And it's attributed to a, a Cherokee chief who's teaching his grandson about life and using a metaphor of something common in their lives, which is the presence of wild animals and and the wolf um, as a concept that the uh, grandfather says to the boy, which is there's always a fight going on inside of us between two wolves. And one of those wolves is evil and anger and envy and sorrow and regret and all of the things that cause us to have self-doubt and ego, arrogance, etc. And the other is joy and peace and hope and love, humility, empathy, compassion, and truth. And that fight, that same fight that goes on within the wolf goes on in every one of us and goes on in you. And what you feed with your daily practices is the one that will win. And so to your point, Kelly, of the small changes that we can make, every step that we take along our journey of the day uh, can determine which one we're feeding. And the more conscious that we can be and mindful we can be will help us to feed the ones that we want to feed. So it's an observation and then a practice. And we need to be gentle with ourselves on that. And most of all, just be aware of what we're feeding. And this talks to our internal dialogue as we can change that internal dialogue. It's so um, such a fun concept of having these two different wolves and 
you know, one is sitting there that is ready to open its heart and be more compassionate and be loving and present for its pack. And, um, you know, this other one who, if fed, uh, and it's, it's what we're feeding it too, right? Maybe the wolf is us. Maybe it's, (laughs) it's one thing, but it's, what are we feeding it? You know, I, um, love dogs train, have a long history of training dogs and dog sports and dog rescue rehabilitation with difficult dogs that are, um, society often gives up on. And sometimes the biggest thing that we can do to help these dogs is to take a step back and look at them neutrally. So, um, through fostering and, and rescue often, a you know, an owner will give up a dog or a dog will end up in a shelter and it will come with a reputation or have gained a reputation. So when we take them into rehab, the first thing we do is just observe them. Like, you know, we evaluate them before we take them in, but you know, how are they in the world? And rather than put judgments of this is a bad dog, or this is a dog that's never going to get fixed or is broken, or, you know, some of these perceptions, often what we can do is just take a step back and go, okay, so what I'm observing is when the dog is on a leash and it's just myself and the dog, we're cool. When it's the dog and on a leash and another dog's walking by that's paying no attention, we're not, we're, we're also cool. When we're walking on a leash and there's another dog walking by, that might be like a little min pin or chihuahua that is freaking out on the other end of the leash. Then this dog is not so cool. And so context really matters. And if I were to respond to, um, this dog becoming reactive in a way that is fearful or aggressive that continues to feed the fearful or aggressive response, then the effect is, is that the dog is uh, going to feed on the energy that I give it. Whereas if I give it a calm correction, hey, let's go look over here. Let's put our attention on something that's working. Like, yeah, we love playing. That's so fun. Let's pull out this ball and not pay attention to that other dog then the dog begins to create a new mindset. And this is where the, the beginning of rehabilitation can come. And the truth is we're animals. So there's no difference in how we begin to rehab our mind. So we start with neutrally observing the loop that we're in. So if we have constant anxiety or constant fear, um, we can just begin to observe it. Don't judge it. Don't say we're bad. Don't say we're, you know, all these other things. Just observe how we are reacting to things in our lives. And then as we begin to observe more neutrally, we're able to see the repetitive thoughts that we're having and then begin to start to think about, is that a helpful thought or is it not? Yes, that internal dialogue is so important. And sometimes I think the internal dialogue is also unconscious. We've had those conversations with ourselves uh, so many times that we're not even aware of it. So one key to the observation is tuning into your internal dialogue. What's that radio station or podcast that's playing in your head? Um, uh, When you go into different situations. So as you go throughout your day, you know, maybe you get up and you 
do a little meditation and you kind of take care of yourself in the context of your home. But when you get on your Zoom call or you start interacting with other people, a different dialogue starts. So as you move through various phases of your day, observing that internal dialogue and how that changes depending on your environment and recognizing that you actually, by the power of observing that, start to get some level of of clarity so that you can start deciding how what you want to feed. And that's a huge conversation about, you know, are we feeding our fears and are we feeding our anxieties or are we feeding our sense of being okay? But even if we just catch ourselves once or twice during the day in a situation that could normally be challenging emotionally and see what's coming up, at some point, we'll be able to modify that potentially in a gentle sort of natural way. So the, the point of the being able to observe and be neutral and let things come up and let those feelings and thoughts come up and then recognize that they're not necessarily who we are. There could be things that are from our past or from other people that we've internalized and we start to become a little clearer along the path. That's um, so helpful, and I'm going to bring it back to the dog example, since wolves and dogs are our conversation today, Mm -hmm. which is, if I go into a situation thinking, this is a bad, aggressive dog, I'm already in fear, and that travels right down the leash to that dog, and the dog is going to react that way. If in my mind, I've got a subconscious belief that I am going to be threatened whenever I walk into a particular situation, phone call, conference call, uh, hanging out with certain people. If I already have that, I'm gearing up. I'm physically changing. My breath and breathing is changing. My, My body posture is changing. And that gearing up for that experience postures me in a way where I'm more likely to have that experience. Contrary, if I am walking this dog and I'm neutral to it, I'm like, this is a dog. I know it can be reactive, so I'm going to keep an eye on that. But when I see the dog having a good interaction, passing another dog, then I'm going to continue to reward that. If I notice the dog start to get too fixated, I'm going to change its attention to this ball, this treat, this game, this walking another direction. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and divert that pattern that's been um, ingrained into this dog and start to teach it a new way to react. So as a human, taking it back to going to that conference call or that experience, if I allow myself to be neutral rather than this sort of subconscious getting geared up or amped up or ready to defend, if I can just be more neutral, then I'm allowing myself an opportunity to observe how people are being. And they may be super triggering and they may be awful. And and that's okay. Um, We can have another conversation about making different choices and not necessarily (laughs) continuing to surround ourselves with toxic people, but not engaging in it. Being neutral is number one, not engaging it in is number two. And sometimes by not engaging, it's not enough to just say, ignore this, ignore this, ignore this. Sometimes we have to change how we talk to ourselves 
we have to change the noise in our head while we reprogram the subconscious reaction. Yes, that's the key to changing that internal dialogue that we're unaware of. And small things can do that. And, you know, for me, I think, you know, listening to music, we've talked about this on previous podcasts, how you set yourself up for the next interaction, whether that's stopping and taking a few breaths and kind of letting go of what just happened so that you can come into a situation with a neutral perspective and, and be able to uh, have a little more um, clarity in that moment or whether it's, you know, playing your favorite song right before you, you know, go into that situation, doing a teeny bit of yoga, you know, listening to five minutes or 20 minutes of a podcast there's some wonderful um, tools on on a little bit of chill.com, which uh, you and Will have put together, which are, I think, you very useful in that. And particularly the one about getting centered, um, the being able to uh, it's, it's, it's easy when we're in an environment with distractions and you know moving through the world and listening to different things for us to get a little bit off center. And if we come back to center, it can really help us in that neutrality. Um, you know, I, I'd be interested, Callie, because I feel that you have a really lot of, have a lot of practice at doing that and also in helping people see that. So what are a few of the things that you do, or maybe one or two that help you move from situation to situation and start to become more aware of that internal voice and potentially modify it a little bit? Mm, that's a great question. A um, couple of things. One is um, getting centered allows me to, I say, you know, get off of the, if you're a car going down the freeway, when I'm not centered, I'm on the hood of the car and the bugs are hitting me in the face. <laughs> crazy drivings hit me in the face and I can't see nor decide how I want to respond. I'm just reacting to everything flying at me. So getting centered allow, teaches the tool of getting into the driver's seat with a steering wheel and gauges to decide how we want to react to situations. So um, there's a podcast that talks about the philosophy, but there's also on the website, a little bit of chill.com, a free tool, which is just like a mindset meditation. And before we, you know, go off the rails on the word meditation, let me clarify something. I am full-blown ADHD and uh, have created um, meditations for people whose minds are firing on six to 12 cylinders at all times. So um, this is definitely an active meditation as opposed to a passive one. And then the other thing that's really helpful is um, getting grounded. So when I'm grounded again going back to the car analogy it's like sitting in the in the seat of the car grounded and not just like hanging onto the front grill and like flying all over the place and then trying to figure out well how do I want to react in the middle of this chaos so uh, that's a really good um, podcast for the philosophy and then there's also a free tool on the website that's an active meditation. Um, so yeah that's a few things and we want to thank you for joining us today in the Clarity Cafe. As always, you know, with anything you learn, just take what works, leave what doesn't. And if something's working for you, share it with the people you love. Talk about it. Create new ways of um, 
things and share it with us online. We'd love to hear kind of some of the tools that you come up with. On our next episode, we're going to be exploring our relationship to food and eating. And boy, is that going to be a fun adventure. So until next time, be well. <laughs>